Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 20th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I'm back in the shed after uh, a week on the road. It's uh, it's nice to be here. I got I got to ask you, uh, no. how are you doing? No, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. We are off schedule here again this week with the Solheim Cup being a little funky um overnight scheduling and, and going to be the way that way next week we're going to be coming you know probably every day late in the week but we're going to release friday after we get our, our eyes on some matches uh from finca courtesan which i have ample or enough not ample i've got enough detail on that venue than we need for for later in our solheim cup discussion uh, so we'll, we'll watch some matches from that on Friday. That'll be like a midday Friday release, get you t- into the weekend. Kind of pointless to send you something Thursday night or Friday morning after matches are ongoing. So we have a late I'm, Wednesday recording here too. And I'm glad I'm it's of, late because I wasn't I'm, ready to talk about the Browns. On yeah, that's what no, I, I wanted. No, uh, no you I'm know, filibustering is, you away from that. I was, nope. I was really disappointed that we weren't going Tuesday. Didn't get a, a, a Tuesday morning reaction after Monday night. How do you feel on one day removed? I mean, I, like real, like perspective wise, I, I feel terrible for Nick Chubb, whose career could be over on a unequivocally dirty hit, dirty, cheap shot hit. By uh, which is part and parcel with the Steelers franchise. It was a dirty hit. I know there's some tough guys on Twitter who are saying this is football, and you get like uh, uh, there's other tough guys who did play football. It was it was a cheap shot at Chubb's leg, who was wrapped up up top. Um, st- st- you know, Stefanski. You can tell the Cleveland beat reporters have just are out on him. They've had enough week two of year whatever it is. You know, the Steelers. Didn't run a play inside the 30-yard line. They somehow won. They started the fourth quarter down three, gained negative seven yards in the quarter, and won the game. Never happened before in like basically the history of the NFL. We spot them 14 points. Deshaun looks terrible, looks bad. Stefanski just like wants to feature tight ends that, you know, Harrison Bryant, who might be the Lakesies Travis Kelsey. He's just like a replacement level player. The coach, it's just, and and the officials, like, it's the Green Bay thing. There's just these, like, ticky-tack holding calls or these really nebulous holding calls, questionable overturns that you've never seen before that just don't happen with the, what's insufficient evidence. And it was just a disaster all the way around, from injuries to frustrations to, like, outplaying the opponent, uh, you know, winning somehow without running a play inside their 30-yard line or having zero offense. It was kind of an incredible run of circumstances and the season is likely over quite honestly, because Nick Chubb is that good. Um, you know, I, I'd rather his career not be over than our seat. You know, that's more important. And Deshaun is Deshaun looks bad, like bad. Can't hit basic throws. It's not, not really an overreaction. He doesn't look very good. 
So that's where I'm at. I was much more uh, passionate about on Tuesday, but uh, maybe that will suffice for you on Wednesday here. Man, so. Steelers fans listening are going to be up in arms with your. You what know, about them? Your that's remarks. a great. It's it's a great fan base, historic franchise. It's just yeah, it's a frustrating. Dollar. They they win, we lose. It sucks. So that was an extra frustrating one. So we'll see. I I don't. If I were a Steeler fan, I wouldn't be super confident. I didn't think you know they got to figure out a OC who they were booing and rightfully so during the game. So, all right, let's get on with it. Hey, I think, uh, you know, from a franchise organization, your, your world's better than, uh, than the bears (laughs) right now. The the stuff that's coming out with the bears is is what is coming out. What's coming out now? Ben Solak of the ringer, uh, just wrote an article. The title is, I haven't dove all the way into it yet. What's wrong with the bears offense? Oh no. Everything. A quarterback who can't run an offense, a scheme that doesn't take advantage of players' strengths or cover their weaknesses, an offensive line that can't block, a pass-catching group that doesn't know what routes to run. It's a cornucopia of disaster in Chicago. (laughs) I think the Browns can have an okay season. It's just, I don't know. Whatever. All Justin right. Justin Fields Justin Fields is uh did not sound like he was you know a big fan of of Luke Getzey today the offensive coordinator. Oh, no, <laughs> no. But when uh, asked what's causing him to think too much during a loss versus the Bucks, Fields said coaching. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, that seems that's pretty. Not mincing words there. Pretty no. deep, not not a lot to read between the lines. Not saying the quiet powder out loud. Whatever kind of euphemism you want to throw out there, he's pretty direct on that one. Um, speaking of, go you ahead. know, we had hope at the at the beginning of the year that maybe that December Browns Bears matchup would be a, a matchup between two you know two franchises that with playoff and Super Bowl aspirations. It seems seems to me that that might not be the case. I'm going to put an over-under of combined passing yards at uh, 195 for that game right now. That's three months away. So, Desha- all right. Deshaun's arm's dead. I, dead and, and inaccurate. I mean, this isn't, you know, people got, whatever. I'm not going down anymore. We've gotten enough football minute here. Um, speaking of people who are being pretty direct, and not letting you, not giving you a lot to read between the lines. Stacy Lewis, as we record this on Wednesday morning, comes out and pretty uh, unquestionably calls in to calls into uh, onto the carpet. I guess the men's Ryder Cup o- operation, the men's side of international cup competition, um, by saying that they have blown this chance at back to look. This is a rare back to back cups. It's unique that they're both in Europe. In consecutive weeks, uh, Solheim Cup is going again next year to get off this sort of pandemic-impacted schedule or get away from the Ryder Cup, I guess. Um, and Stacy Lewis said it was a complete failure, that they did not really co-market these, co-promote these. She did her best. She, or she worked at it. She said she spent maybe too much time on it, trying to get some uh, traction with this. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if it's a condemnation of what the European Tour, the PGA of America, the Ryder Cup as a collective entity. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I don't know what, but she she did not 
mince words when she talked about the failure of really putting these together. And she was pretty clear about saying, you know, I'm not just trying to like piggyback women's golf on this. It's just like a good idea for all of golf. It's not to further women's golf. Let's further the game of golf in general. So I don't know what there was a dose of realism about it. It wasn't delusional. She's like, look, I know there's like competing brands here, whatever they are. I don't know if they're watches or cars or whatever they are. And you have to plan this in advance. And maybe she said she was late to the punch on it. So she's not just, you know, unrealistically shouting, but she is leaving it, uh, putting it on the table that this was a failure. And there was little agreement from the other side to help try and put this together. This, I mean, I think this is like through history, right? Like the, one of the hardest things. Um, it's good yeah. for all of golf when you know all levels of golf are are popular and promoted, and and but as she alluded to, it's very complicated with how much money's at stake, particularly in the Ryder Cup, right? And um, that's that's the challenge of all of this, right? It's the you know. Um, it's the trick. It's it's the same thing we see with the Corn Ferry Tour or the LPGA Tour. It's just it's hard for everybody to get equal coverage promotion, and then there's all these other conflicts that come about with that, right? Um, it's I don't just mean- it's it's tricky. It's I I think that I think that this I don't want to be unfair here, but to me. The person that the the entity that should be responsible for marketing this should be the one that's that's showing the golf, Tell and that's that. Golf Channel NBC has the rights to both of these, and it's their job to put this together and make a big deal about it because and and it sh- should be in their best interest, but they don't really do promo, um, you know. It, it, it seems like they're doing less and less than ever before in terms of like their product offering. It seems like it's kind of investment. Make, and, and Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I get it. Like the rights packages that they're having to pay probably takes it. This is all, you know, Ben Thompson, uh, was, who's a, uh, you know, tech writer, very good mind was on Bill Simmons talking about the NFL rights packages and what's, what's happened with cable and these channels that have to pay these exorbitant amounts of money for these rights. And like, it's the same thing with golf. Like when, you know, the tour touted like how much it got for its rights, right? When you pay that much money, it, it really diminishes what you can do. Like, where's the margin? Where's the, where's the money available for other things like promotion and things like this? presentation this is is golf eating itself it's the presentation of golf will be worse because the rights deal is bigger yes and jimmy walker gets a little extra off the top and people like that you know uh from that rights deal or, or whatever comes of it on one end you're celebrating this huge rights deal but for all of all of sports this is happening across sports the losers, the fans, because like the cable, like there's the spectrum thing where they're like, no, we, we're not doing this. Like we're not being held hostage anymore, yeah. you know, and they, yeah. I think they worked it out. But like 
this goes across the board, right? And and it's a fascinating time for sports, but like, I don't think this is on the Ryder Cup. I don't think this is on the Solheim Cup. It's it. You can put it on them a little bit, but it's all it's it's a it's a just a whole problem with the sports ecosystem right now. I think they could have worked together a little bit more. I'm not sure even what that is. Uh, it's not what even are they equal do? coverage. Joint press it's, conferences? It's anything. No, no. I mean, but the promotion of it, the packaging of it, the, I don't know if, if you have people over there that are also involved in, it's hard. It's an every two years deal that, you know, the European tours budget is basically floated for a year or two based off of this one event. And then they operate, you know, in the red again. Um, it, so, it's the hard thing with, these are completely different entities and organizations running these events. Right. I, I just think her point, which is well made, is that it is very rare that you have them in consecutive weeks in very similar parts of the world. And it's just odd that there's such a disconnect uh, or there's no thread being weaved between. When's them, the so. one time we've seen a really great um, kind of marrying of women's and men's golf? Hmm. Uh, Pinehurst. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's the same organization running it. Like, yeah. There's just too many cooks. I I don't want to. I think like there needs to be better pro- promotion. And if you're gonna blame one person for that, it's it's the broadcast partner. Okay. Right. Like they needed to be on this, and they because at the end of the day that they have the most to gain from it being promoted. <laughs> right? right? They they have the most to gain for it. But in terms of, it is a, a, a fantasy land to think that you're going to get four organizations that are all partnered up on this thing, working together. Like, that's, that's never going to happen. Do you think mm-hmm. that, that we could work with NLU... Golf Digest and Barstool together on something. Do you think that would work? I think we could. I think there's maybe a world where that could come together. Fantasy world. It would take some time and effort you see, and force. You, like you see what I'm saying? Do you think yeah. like yeah. Salesforce or like do you think you could get like uh, Microsoft, Apple, and You're the uh, big, big businessman here? This all these. But little, no, I just like I'm just I'm Silicon just trying Valley, to Ben Thompson. No, I know, I know. I'm just trying it's to t- point out like. It is a the only one that has a vested interest in both events is the media Golf and the broadcast partner. And I got I got news for you. Media doesn't really have like budget outlay to like <laughs> stripped stripped to bear like just right like now. make like yeah. a worldwide campaign about this. You know, who does right. have a big megaphone in, in America is NBC Sports and Golf Channel. They're the ones that I if you're going to point blame at anybody, I think it's there, but I also sympathize because these rights, the amount of money they're having to outlay for this stuff is out of control. I I think Stacey Lewis's point is like, it, it seems like she didn't get anywhere with the Ryder Cup operation, which is frustrating. And I'm not sure where there was to go. Like, what do you send some representatives over do you uh, i don't know do you have their social media also promoted like that kind of thing i i, I guess i get her frustration on that where it's like she well, kept hitting a dead end on that so the pga um, comes after the masters 
does the does the PGA like need the Masters to help them because they're the first major? I don't don't know. I think this is an unpopular opinion, but like these are two completely different organizations that are gearing up for their big event that's once every two years. Like it's it's on the broadcast partner. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just like they said, it's it's a rare thing where there's a lot of similarity from non necessarily not competing entities or not competing head to head head to head uh, competitions. So, um, speaking of the broadcast partner. That will be overnight, starting our schedule for the week. That is 2 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, 2 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, and 5 to 11 a.m. on Sunday, all on Golf Channel. I believe next week, the Ryder Cup is on the USA Network, so it is not on Golf Channel, is what my understanding. So that is overnight golf from Spain. It's the Solheim Cup. It's the same format as the Ryder Cup. Four foursomes, four four ball, four foursomes, four four ball. Uh, and then singles on Sunday. So uh, that will be from Spain. Is that your event of the week by chance? I, I don't know what else is out yes. there. There's a champion's tour. Solheim Cup's the event of the week. Okay. Uh, it's a spicy one. I think this is good. I, I, I got to, like, I've, I've been getting caught up on everything from Meg had a big preview on our uh our newsletter, I've been reading, you know, Golf Week guys are over there between Woodard and Beth Ann. Uh, I'm kind of into what, what's at stake here. I think it's interesting in that as an American fan, um, there's there's potential for recrimination, potential for uh, kind of examination, self-examination after this. They've never lost three in a row. They are on the precipice of losing three in a row. Were they to lose? You've got an interesting dynamic with some of the leadership. I would say Nelly Corda is the unquestionable leader or best player on the U.S. side right now. Lexi Thompson is not playing well. Danielle Kane is not playing her best. They are two of the veterans. There are five rookies. There's not a vacuum of American women's golf because, like in the past, I, I would say there's a lot of talent. They've won majors this year. Lilia Vu, Allison Corpus, these players. Rose Zane is like obviously this, you know, really superstar name that's come on the scene. But it's a really interesting dynamic with the U.S. side and also the prospect of per- perhaps losing three in a row. That hasn't happened, and and the European side is pretty. Is, is playing well. It's 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 not like a heavy heavy underdog. They've got some like captains picks that are down the uh, world rankings, but like clearly designed to partner up people like Lynn Grant, Maha Stark, uh, Carolyn Headwall. Like it was des- by design Hull's that Charlie Hill yeah. playing the best golf career. Boutier's one two major like yes. So it's it's an equal match. So I think for me from the American perspective, not to be myopic. It's uh, it's a, it's there's potential for spice and internal internecine issues. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the. I feel like the European teams always been at a a big talent uh, deficit in this yeah. competition, and you're starting to look at the 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 world rankings, and you know, they've got number four, number nine, fourteen, sixteen, nineteen. It's a you know. It's a really strong European team. Um, 
maybe, you know, maybe not top to bottom better, but like at the top, I don't think they've ever really been that comparable in recent years because of, you know, what, what's going on. But like, you know, you go with the American team and it, and sure they've got number one, Lily Vu and no, number two, Nelly Corda, number eight Corpus, but then it, it drops to 27, 28, you know? And I think that's like one of the things that is a huge advantage. I mean, like they've got, you know, if, if you said top eight players, Europe probably has five of the top eight players in the event, which is, I don't, I don't think they've had that in, in recent years. Yeah. So, so I, for me that like, as a, just a fan of golf and obviously team match play golf, um, for me, that's, what's intriguing to like, what, what is the American identity, especially if they lose this one, it's not like this lengthy, it doesn't have a huge history like the Ryder cup, but they've won, I think 10, 10 to seven, but this would be three in a row lost, uh, against a pretty game and equal opponent. Hey, while we're favorite. talking about this, um, I don't know if it's on the, the golf channel, uh, press release, but Morgan Pressel is a vice captain. Who's, who's on the call? Oh, that's an interesting, uh, yeah, maybe I, let me see if I can locate that information for you. I don't know if I have it on me. Oh, um, no, I don't see it. That's an interesting question. Interesting. Uh, we'll find out tonight. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Thursday night. I'm sure I have it. So I got to figure out my it. schedule, my, how I'm going to, how I'm going to do this. What? 1 a.m. Easter. I might, I might have to do the, I might have to do the, uh, old, uh, Easter. the, um, same schedule as I did for the open, open the open championship. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'll fly for two straight weeks. We got it. Yeah. You could yeah figure out that Stacy Lewis can't get the Ryder cup, but you can, you can figure out how to co-promote your sleep schedule across two weeks. We can figure that out. Just get on it for two weeks in a row. You know, um, since we like to, you know, we do this, I want to be fair across uh, all sports coverage here. What? If you go to, if you go to solheimcup.com and use their menu drop down and click on Team Europe at, at error 404s. So if we're going to cast stones about not being able to get the right, I, I, you know, I just want to be fair and balanced here. If you're going to cast stones, make sure I mean, that uh, somebody can peruse the european team easily those websites and the content from them are generally a mess because like you've said you've got like multiple organizations just trying to figure it out from every two years to two years like who's running this what's what it's kind of having been on the inside of some of those dis content discussions yeah it's, that's a shit show but you can't have 404 the week of the <laughs> it's every two years you can't have 404 on the team page um, so I, I got to a different website. I got if you go to Solheim Cup 2023.eu, it works. Right. Yeah. This is. But if you go trouble. to SolheimCup.com, it doesn't work. So yeah. I, I figured it cups. out. But There's you can't. You can't. You know. If you're gonna throw some throw some rocks across the way, you gotta oh, yeah. remember you live in a oh, glass house. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, someone we're not throwing rocks at, though, but we are throwing over our backs and over our, our legs, over our, our bodies is Beedratty. They are they are comfort and style. This is, uh, I don't know, I just live in this stuff all day. They're friends of the program. Beedratty.com. The promo code is SGS30. We're going to be doing a lot with them over the next 
I don't know, 10 days, uh, really through the end of the month here, through the Ryder Cup. We're going to New York. We're going to kind of visit them, do some stuff with their HQ around the Ryder Cup. Um, I got a question for you, Andy. This is, uh, I don't know, this is maybe an age-old debate. I've got a ton of great B-Dratty polos, both sport material and the cotton, the Peruvian pink cotton. Do you hang yours up or do you fold and stack? Where do you fall on this debate? I've gone back and forth now. I think I've come back to, if you, you obviously don't put wire hangers in a cotton shirt. I think I would like to hang my polos up. My, I'm stacking them up too much. They've become unwieldy stacks. Where are you at versus folding or hanging up in a closet, your polos? Well, I, I, hold, I hang the cottons. Yes. Okay. Um, the sports, I think you can go a couple ways. I think the key, the key to all, you know, this is something as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little less lazy. <laughs> I just like, I hang dry it like everything. Interesting. Yeah. My we wife got does a big, that a lot. We got a big yeah. dry, like a big drying stand. And uh-huh. I just, I hang dry all my polos, no matter what the brand is. Uh, almost all my polos are, are be draddies. I have yep. a few lingerers that you know people have given me and stuff um but you know those those rarely get worn but i i've gone to like very hang drying and they come out wonderful interesting and then you you the sport is much more foldable right sport yeah i think the sport i'm i'm gonna i need to do some cleanup in my uh in my my closet and uh and uh drawers that's yep. going to be a fall project once I'm a, a little bit more anchored in here in the shed. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the yeah, I, I I think I think I'm going to go sports. Go in a drawer folded. Uh huh. Cotton hung. I think that's where I where I'm landed, especially with Dratty. It's high quality stuff. So go to bdratty.com. So promo code SGS30. Fall recommendation: at, uh, the Jack Polo lawn sleeve. We were once with Billy, maybe three, four years ago, and he came out, you know, post golf, came out one of those. He was like, that's nice. It's like, I basically live in these all fall, all fall. So that comes from the uh, the genius behind this apparel, or genius behind these clothes uh, himself. The Jack Polo is a great fall item to st- stock up on. SGS30, bdratty.com. Thanks to them for their support. All right. The venue of this Solheim Cup. This comes from on the ground. Quote. It's a beautiful course and will show incredibly well on television. That said, it's an absolute train wreck for fans to navigate. It's to some, someone who's there. I legitimately feel bad for anyone coming to watch. You can't cut across to other holes in many places. The hills and undulation make it tough to see around greens. It's an absolute monster of a walk. And this is from someone who's in fair enough, pretty good shape. The first tee build out is pretty nice, but it doesn't, it's not enclosed. And we'll talk about the first hole in a minute here. So you won't be, it won't sound very loud. Um, It just sounds really impossible to get around, really scenic. Apparently, tickets, maybe unsubstantiated rumor tickets were capped so that uh, could, you know, dampen the atmosphere. This is basically. A nice resort in Spain, beautiful, fancy, good-looking resort that probably paid a good amount of money to host this thing. That sounds like a complete disaster for fans to see golf, to walk around to see golf, 
and maybe in in practice in execution of golf shots as well. So uh, I, I have major it, it questions. Sounds about like this. it'll be delightful for TV at least, though. Like very scenic, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't person, sound great for the fans. Person said it makes zero sense to be here of all places in Spain. So there you are. But the money, the money may have talked on this one. I don't know. But what will show interesting on on TV at least will be that first tee shot. Have you seen this? It's like set up precisely for about women's uh, the women's carry the driver distance waterfront way down this hill. It's their fourth hole, I believe, of this uh, typically of this course. Uh, weird Nate Finca Courtesan. I, I don't really understand what that means, but there's water short bunker, right? And you could kind of maybe, you know, if you're playing four ball, whatever it is, it, strategy changes. So it'll be an interesting, if nonetheless, first tee shot. I don't know if they went for this piggybacking off of, you know, the fireworks around Bryson and the content and catnip around Bryson at the first at whistling straights in 2021. But uh, it kind of an intriguing match play opener. Uh, Jamie Kennedy did a thread on this as well. So uh, I don't know. A, a bit of a it sounds like the course is provocative. <laughs> provocative is that a nice? Uh, yeah, I guess that's a it's a word that you, that could mean many things. Covers a lot of bases for people. So uh, that's your background. Well, on the I, I think the glasses half full thing is that maybe it'll be great on TV. And the other glasses half full is that you know, and this is something that everybody hits on is that uh, golf uh, golf courses matter less in match play events. I would push back yeah. and say, you know, it'd still be great to have these at uh, great golf courses. We Why are getting, e- getting yeah. one this week or next week. Um, yep. I don't see it. Like, I, I just think like you think about the last Solheim Cup at, at um, Inverness, like what, how awesome that was. Seems right. like this is going to be a little bit of a step down in terms of, of golf course atmosphere and, um, you know, not necessarily like I'm, I don't think Spain's like that big of a golf country, but you know, there's there's money to be had. This is, a, you know, it all comes back back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's, this is all about money. Money, money, money. It's kind of sad when you think about it. Um, is also, it appears like uh, John Wood had a tweet on this, who's uh, presumably working it based on his research. It appears the sh- strategy for alt shot has been like decided for them there's not much of a choice to be made here um your best ball strikers off the tee uh on evens and your best putters on odds you hitting greens and odds player will putt 14 times to four for the even numbered holes and the all par fives are evens as well so doesn't seem like the course routing or numbering for this event really force it really creates much of a, a strategy or decision making it's just for you in, in alt shot which is always kind of a a nice element of these team match plays and that format is having to make a tough choice or having to actually think about it whereas like here the putter goes on this hole no questions 14 holes to four and the bus ball striker goes on the, the evens it's like i don't know that, that kind of stinks that it's so obvious but it's cool i guess yeah, cool, I, cool I, I don't course, know. Cool I, yeah, obviously, um, <laughs> I don't know. There you, you go. Know, golf courses. Uh, these, uh, yeah, 
I, the these the venues for events. these events are right. just just leave so much to be desired. It's why like Inverness was such a such a wonderful wonderful place, and and it will continue to be like you know the the biggest thing, the biggest opportunity I think in women's golf is is like these events can be played at the the greatest golf courses you know that are unavailable. You know like. The Ryder Cup can't be staged at a lot of courses because of the infrastructure. I'll never forget um, talking to a PGA official about Kiowa, the week of Kiowa, and being like, hey, yeah, you guys should do a Ryder Cup here. And he was like, we would love to, but it's just not big enough. And this is the this is when they're hosting a, a major. Yeah. And they need more. So... Like we talk about this all the time. Like there's so few ho- courses that can host major championships. There's even less that can host Ryder Cups, and the women can go to like basically anywhere. Yes, and you're the, going well, here, right? Like right. they, there's like um, I don't know. I think there's like this this you know this is this is a hard thing about anything, right? Is like easy money's bad money, usually. And if you if you bypass sometimes if you bypass the easy money, it leads to better money. And the thing that the the that women's golf needs to do more so than anything is start to dictate their terms of engagement and really push. Hey, we're going to great golf courses. We're not going to golf courses that our partner wants us to go to. And if that means we're going to do a little bit less but we're going to have higher quality. That is like the best thing that could happen. But, you know, that's what makes their game so unique and interesting is that they, the the golf architect, there's, there's so much like, and maybe this is in my mind because of tennis, like, the idea of like you setting up setting up different shots is fresh in my mind with the U.S. Open uh, of tennis. But like when the announcers are in tennis are talking about how they set up, oh, he hit this high cross court backhand to set up a down the line shot next because he knew that was going to get the the player out of position. They could do the same stuff with women's golf, and this is almost irrelevant with the men outside of a few courses that, that architecture actually matters because of how far they hit the ball. But with women, you have this just absolutely beautiful game and you can go to the best courses in the world, but it just requires that requires them to not take the easy path all the time. And so many, so many things in this golf industry flashed in my head when you said easy money is bad money. So yeah, that that's a lot, a lot of, a lot of that floating around golf. But to piggyback further off your point, and that one will get out. If we're sacrificing the quality of course so much for um, infrastructure space and fans, and Dave Sampson, who was on the Friday Pod from European Tour, talks about areas in Marco Simone where maybe like. Other holes could have been put, but it would have influenced the ability to have the amount of fans. Like clearly fans are being taken into account. In this instance, everything we're hearing, that's also not the case. Like you can't get around this course that it's hard to, there's, there's crazy hills. It's impossible to see anything. There's not going to be a lot of build out. Uh, So you're losing like both elements here. So it just leaves you wanting on both fronts there. So 
that's the shame. Is there any one player that you're specifically excited to watch or, or concerned? I think for many people, it's Charlie Hall. She's had such a an interesting year. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see Rosang. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. like I think, like oh, we talked about this after after uh, her win. Like, I think this was like the risk of everybody, you know, <laughs> saying she was going to be the number one player in the world. But like, I'm still super excited to watch her play golf and. Yeah especially in a match play component. I think like, I think the expectations have, have cooled a bit, which I think is really good for her. Um, you know, it's not yeah, like it has. she's going to beat the, beat the world and become number one in three weeks. You know, like, uh, the idea of her being tiger woods of, of women's golf is, has cooled off a little bit, which I think is very nice that she can like be a normal rookie on the, on the LPGA tour. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see her play, uh, this event. She's obviously had a, a great career in, in, uh, in match play with the NCAAs and, and everything. So that's really exciting. I, you know, honestly, uh, I think this is a fascinating time as somebody, somebody that's been in our, our golf lives for a long time is Lexi Thompson. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's going on? Is she is she a professional golfer still? I think that I think yeah, I think she is. People I mean didn't the word like didn't she like lose her uh, in jeopardy of losing her card right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Word from the ground is she's happy. She looks happy and it seems happier than ever, but her game is is clearly not there. I I'm telling you, I just I'm not the most like constant devoted women's golf watcher, but I'm really intrigued by the American dynamic, the ability for sort of contentiousness. Suzanne Pedersen is like an all time hothead, right? She's really not hot, but really intense. She's the captain. Apparently like just if you use the word analytics or stats, she like tells you to get the hell out of the room or out of her face. I'm, I'm being dramatic, but she seems like not a stats person at all. Um, so I think there's just a ton of interesting dynamics at play for potential, the usual contentiousness we might get. And then also the American uh, either rising the occasion or, or tumbling into recrim- recriminations in a third straight loss. Um, all right, let's move on. We got the Ryder Cup next week. I have uh, one, a great... One other one Go I was going to call out is Angel Yen. She had a great year. Sure. She was in the oh, mix. In the mix on um, basically every major, um, I think, uh, you know, like real shots to win. And it it didn't work out on on Sundays for her, but um, she she had a great year. And I think she's one of the most authentic uh, people in golf that I've met. Ryder Cup coming next week. We're already starting to get, you know, four ball. We want to see uh, who's going to be like likely partners, people who could get into it and dust ups. A lot of those predictions are out there already. I'm excited for that. What I do have is our first, what could be the best match of the week. Andy, the best match of the week. Game within the game. John Rahm. Versus the Netflix cameras. Apparently, this is potentially could be a, an explosive mixture. I asked someone, like, what's what's that all about? He's like, oh, he hates all cameras of all kinds, any form. Has never agreed to do the Netflix show. Like, he's I wasn't a part of season one. I'm fascinated and amused at the game within the game. Rom versus the Netflix 
uh, cameras. It's one messenger t- put it to me that that has some insight. He hates almost all forms of cameras, and it's going to be a unique and different situation. I don't know if Netflix has the rights to capture him as he's part of this event that they also have agreed, you know, has gotten to sign on. But that is my first game within the game. Could be the best match of the week. So uh, anything, anything you're fired up about yet for Ryder Cup? We're going to go into that pretty full bore next week. Leave, leave the Solheim Cup for this week. I'm, I'm, um, I'm just eagerly... Eagerly waiting, waiting for the European uh, writers getting upset that uh, one of the star players went on a bachelor party the week before. Rory, yeah, Mike and us or whatever. That's what I, I, I can't. I'm here for all of them. I just uh, I can't wait for them to say he's not taking it seriously because he he wanted to have some shred of a personal life. That's 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 what I can't wait for. I'm wondering how many are going to ask Brian Harmon about hunting still. Like, that's still going to come up, the hunting stuff. They're going to be pestering him about that. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Uh, news, the spike mark gate just continues to run full bore. It's amazing. Uh, there's big long form pieces from Brantley Romine, Jordan Perez at uh, Monday Q. Uh, I just can't get enough of this. Just speaking of software crashes, like great quotes from coaches. Read those articles. I can't believe there's a, there's a scoring uh, systems uh, controversy that that's just gone on weeks now, uh, and led to multiple well, long-form golf articles, stats which back are both in the worth fold. I know, I know, it's, it's golf, incredible. He, there's rumors of mergers, apparently, between there's like Birdie Fire and something else, and 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 Spike Mark. It's just amazing what's going on behind the scenes. Golf stats back. Um, they gotta be. They gotta be rejoicing in golf stat. You know the. Uh, yeah. well, it's a good look. It's a good they look. They thought they were shut out, and uh, and now they're back. Other news: Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake. This is big golf news. Are opening a new sports bar in New York City called T Squared. I guess that stands for Timberlake and Tiger. Um, even though what I, this is like the He's TGL getting, he, thing, he tomorrow, loves, tomorrow, he just loves the uh, yeah, yeah, getting the the initials going. But do you tomorrow, think he calls Justin Timberlake T? I or mean, Tim he's the JT, <laughs> Tim B. <laughs> that is it, Brooksy Tim B. It's definitely Tim B. Uh, <laughs> Um, they are doing a bar. It's 22,000 square feet, four golf simulators, bowling lanes, dining areas, covers an entire city block. Um, I guess it's opening this week. I didn't even know about it. I I thought it was like in two years. Oh, we got to go. Shit. (laughs) Let's go. Bowling lanes. I got to say, I don't like, it feels like we get this. We've been doing this for 30 years, whether it's Michael Jordan's steakhouse, you know, the ESPN the zone. Well, how's this yeah. different than the woods? I feel like I, he's I, infringing on his own brand. He could have just done the woods, New York City. I just like, are these ever going to be long lasting, like just immense money makers? I, I don't know. They win the press release, though, and the graphics. On, you know, these- I feel like I feel like I was just in Denver in the Colorado area. I feel like Elways is a big thing out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don Shula's steakhouse seemed to go for a long time. I just, I, I, it looks cool. I just don't know why that, what it's, 
his venture hey. putting money into this. I, I wouldn't do it, but whatever. which which professional smart. golfer would you most want to see want to go dine at their restaurant? Wait, say that again. Which professional so, golfer? Any, you could get any professional golfer to start a restaurant. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, Past or present. Need, and I need like five days dine. of prep for this one, for God's sakes. There's so many possibilities. I mean, Woozy is obviously one out there. Uh, he just hopefully entertained. Could him. be Carl, called Woozy's house too. <laughs> like I would really want someone esoteric or just off the wall. You know, Carl Pedersen or here, this is Brendan DeYoung Fillet, the Fillet <laughs> House. Um, I was thinking Boo Weekly would be a good one. <laughs> Boo's Barbecue. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, somewhere in I don't know, you know, Panhandle or wherever. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. There's, there's so many options there. I need more time to prep. Carl I feel Patterson's like Tommy Tommy Ganey could have a good uh, t- two oh, gloves, okay. uh, two gloves, and it it could uh, compete with like uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, yep. That could, yeah, couldn't open it in Polk County, but yeah, you could find a place for that in South Carolina, <laughs> I suppose. Um, all right, that's it. That's a hard-hitting news segment on T-squared and uh, whatever else we have. All right, that does it. Enjoy the Solheim Cup. We will be back again midday Friday, like mid-morning after our first round of matches. I got to play golf Friday afternoon. Rare, rare oh. outing for me at the local local establishment. But Oh, yeah, mid- fancy, fancy round for you. No, no, no. no. There aren't any fans. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm going to get out. We'll have a, a show mid- day mid-morning after some matches on Friday. Thanks for your support. We'll talk to you then.